What's up, Overcomers? Welcome to another episode of the Overcoming You Podcast. I am your host, Josh Canuti. If you haven't done so already, please hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, write us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. My guest today is a flat-out awesome human being. He's an adaptive athlete. Due to some complications, actually lost both of his legs at a very early age. He's a personal trainer. He's owned gyms before. He holds a bench press record of over 500 pounds for his weight class. He's an awesome human being, and he just has a mental side that I wish I had more of, and I hope that you will hear and listen to, and I wish that all of you listening had more of it, because when he has adversity or perceived adversity, he does not, he just doesn't feed into it. He figures out a way around it. You'll hear how he wasn't allowed to do a bench press world record because he didn't have legs, so he went out and built legs out of stuff from the backyard. He'll hear some amazing conversations on how he started to cultivate that will from his mom, not not doing every, anything for him or not doing everything for him and telling him, hey, you got to figure it out. And now he's grown up into an amazing individual because motivational speaking around the world. Uh, you're absolutely going to love this podcast. I'm so thankful that he was on. I'm so thankful that I got to meet him, got to hang out with him, got to talk to him. So please welcome my guest today. Whatever you do, do it with confidence, man. If you're gonna, if you're gonna roll into a room, roll into it with your chin up and your chest out. What's up, Zach Yule? Thank you for coming on the Over Overcoming You podcast. I really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. Um, I do think you owe me a apology because I was looking at one of your workouts, and for everyone li- listening, so. You did this one workout where you had two barbells, like the bell, the barbells that you bench with, and you were doing a plank. And so not only do you do a plank, you have one one hand on one barbell, one hand on the other. You rise yourself off, and then you push those weights out. And I saw that, and I went to the gym and tried to do it, and I almost broke my freaking nose. So <laughs> so uh, you are a man amongst uh, uh, children when it com- comes to the gym. So appreciate you coming co- on. Uh, appreciate it, man. I re- what's funny about that video is um, <clears throat> that's when I had my gym, and then, man, there was just two girls that were just deadlifting right there, and I was just looking at the barbells. They both went to the restroom or something, and I was like, here, I was like, here, Nate, film this real quick, and I just went and just like tried it and did it, and then it went like, man, people went nuts with it. Yeah, so I kind of want to try it again, but try a couple <laughs> reps with it. Yeah, it was it was impressive. I was I saw that and I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I literally went and tried it, and it was a it was a no go. It was a, definitely a no no go for me. Oh man, yeah, you gotta get, gotta get used to that one. Yeah. So I want to kind of start off and and ask or just approach, deal with the elephant in the room. So you were born with a birth defect that um, you ended up having both of your legs amputated at a very early age. Yeah, uh, I was pretty much born, like, I, I, I kind of share one leg. So if you look at my left leg, my left leg is, like, really, really short, and it's really small because it's actually a tibia. It's a shin bone attached to my hip. So I, I had my shin attached to my my shin attached to my hip, and my hip infused with my knee. So my legs were all messed up, and uh, I got them fully amputated, above the amputation at the age of two years old, though. Okay. But I've had um. 28, 29, 29 leg surgeries uh, um, to date now. Really? Yeah. Whoa. What were, what were all those surgeries for? 
um, usually it was like kind of amputating them, uh, amputating my legs a little bit higher, a little bit higher, trying to make them even, uh, putting, putting, uh, like cushion on it, you know, like taking some skin off my butt, like some skin graft, putting it on my legs, stuff like that. It's just been a lot of them, uh, taking my knee out of my hip. I had my knee infusing my hip. They took my knee out of my hip. Uh, I don't know if I, the most recent one was just, uh, shortening my right leg by about four inches. Jeez, that's a lot of freaking surgeries. Yeah, man, it's like getting your leg amputated every time. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, we kind of chatted just for a couple minutes before we started the podcast. One of the things that I am so stoked to talk to people like, like you is the mindset that you have. And in seeing some of your content, looking at some of your other interviews, you had, you said something really, really cool about what your mom did for you growing up. Can you kind of explain kind of the mindset that she set into you at a very early age? Oh yeah. I mean, to be as, be as real as possible. Mom was a hard ass. She still is. Uh, um, you know, like I said, I, I, I grew, like I, I was born, <clears throat> I was born or, you know, without legs and then, <clears throat> or, you know, like real deformed and my dad left the picture. So my dad was never in the picture. I never met my real dad. So my mom kind of like, you know, took it upon herself to be, you know, the dad, the dad figure and the mom figure and her best way to be that dad role was just to like, you know, be kind of hard on me. Mm-hmm. So she would, I mean, she wouldn't cut me no slack. Like, um, like I know what you're talking about, the cup story. Yeah. Yeah. You want to yeah, tell people that? Um, like I started getting into motivational speaking and I, and I, and I wanted to tell a story about like, you know, how she was like growing up. And I asked her, I was like, mom, do you remember when I was young, when I was like, I want to say nine or 10, I asked you to put the cups down for me off the, you know, from, from the very, very top yeah. of, you know, by the fridge on the ground or not on the ground, but, you know, just like on the counter or something that way I didn't have to like do a muscle up on the counter, go to you know, climb on top of the fridge and, you know, get cups. Yeah. And she was like, no, like, what, what are you going to do when I'm gone, man? She was like, you're, you're looking for the easy way out. Like she was like, Fuck, like it was hard, you know? And I'm, right. and I'm pissed at the time. Cause I'm a kid and I'm thinking like, I just want, you know, I just don't, I just don't want to do this first thing in the morning. I don't want to, you know, Yeah. but man, like, and I asked her about it, you know, like I asked her about it recently when I was, you know, doing my first speech, I was like, Hey, do you remember that? And she was like, yeah, I do. She was like, I went to my room and I cried after that. Mm. And I was like, well, well why'd you, you know, why? And she was like, man, cause I didn't want to tell you no, Zach. She said, I just knew that for you to be as independent as you are today, like that's what kind of treatment you needed. Yeah. Yeah. There's two, like, oh. there's two really good things there. One, I want to point out to the listeners, what your mom did is from what I'm hearing is your mom was a was a mother and a lot of times what I'm seeing now is let me put it this way there's a Navy SEAL that said it great he says uh tough times create tough men easy times create weak men oh I love that one yeah and you know a lot of times you know my dad was very very tough growing up but I feel like it made me stronger as a person and yeah. so, you know, when it's not the easiest thing for parents to do that tough love, but it's so beneficial in the long run for that. Oh, my so. God. I mean, you're not lying. I look at, I mean, dude, it's the reason I am today. No lie. Because I never had a wheelchair growing up. I stayed on, we were poor. Like, I, I didn't have insurance. So I was on a skateboard until I was 24 years old. Whoa. So, well, yeah, when people see, like, handstands and me doing all the cool stuff with my hands, that was honestly, like, the original yeah like, you know that's that's like natural to me because i grew up in my hands i just now got a wheelchair about six years ago yeah and then like so yeah like you said like times are times are rough and and 
like I'm light years. When I look at myself now, I'm like light years ahead of ahead of adaptive athletes or or handicapped people there in the same situation as me. And it's only because it was the way she raised me. To be honest. Yeah, and I think it probably has a lot to do with since you were at that early age, and your mom said, "Hey, tough shit. You're gonna have to deal with it no matter what." Which I think mm-hmm. is so so beneficial that adapted your mind to be like, okay, well, this is just what I do. I just have to figure this out. I just, I'm not going to have somebody do things for me or or no one's going to do anything for me. So I just have to do it. Whereas maybe some other adapted athletes or, or able-bodied people, you know, they get shit done for them all the time and they don't ever have to do stuff on their own. So that mentality that you developed is so cool. You're you're hitting a nail on the head to be honest, man. Like, like even my friends were kind of, I mean, my friends never left me out of nothing. And, they we would like work out like like okay for instance like man I remember doing like decline bench press and then you know I, I don't have legs to kind of hook my like hook my feet in the latch yeah so they would stand there like like in in like a tension like stance and then with their feet together or whatever and then uh, turn around I would rest my head on their calves so like my friends never allowed me to take the easy route or like quit anyways like they would always like kind of like no you're gonna do this shit with us you know like yeah. you're gonna do everything we do. And like, God, man, I'm so thankful for that because not like you're saying, not a lot of adaptive athletes get that treatment. They get the the coddled, the yeah, the I'll, I'll you know you fall out your chair, I'll help you back up, and you know you see them getting out their cars and they got their significant other helping out of their car, helping them out of the car, and you know the only thing that's wrong with them is they got a spinal cord injury. I feel ashamed for those people. Yeah, yeah, your that mentality shows through on some something that you went went through, something that you did. And that mentality of listen, no matter what, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to I'm going to deal with it. Can you walk the listeners through for the people that don't know the bench press record that you beat and kind of the five points of contact and, and all that type of stuff? What happened? Because that was a oh, freaking God, yeah, amazing, okay, so, amazing thing. Yeah, they they actually changed the rules because of me. But uh, when, oh. I the, when I first got when I first got the USPA uh, United States Powerlifting Association, um, they had a rule to where. If you wanted to compete, you had to have five points of contact, which is like, you know, your back on the bench, your two hands and your two feet on the ground. Well, obviously, I don't have feet. So I, and in order to take I mean, they would let me compete. They wouldn't let me take the record if I didn't have the five points of contact. But I feel like there's no point in competing if you can't take the record. Right. So. So, uh, like, man, tell you the truth, me and my buddies, we got my we went in my backyard. We found like two metal poles and we ended up making our own made homemade like prosthetic legs oh. and, they, and they look janky as it really looks like i should be fighting spider-man or something <laughs> like, like it, it, it's it's ridiculous looking like they're long as hell they're bent yeah but ended up taking the record and then um they got they got rid of that rule and i took the uh and i took the world record for my uh for my weight class after that, which was, uh, I, th- I want to say it was like 470, 465, and I did 501 pounds. 501 pounds on bench. I freaking mm-hmm. love that. You sit there, don't have legs, they go, well, you got to have five points of contact if you're going to do this bench. You know, your back, your two hands, and your two feet. And you go, and you don't, and you have that mentality that your mom instilled in you in very early age, and you cultivate it over time, going, okay, well, let me go, f- let me go in the backyard and let me figure this out. Go there figure it out and then crush over a 500 pound bench, which I, <laughs> I'm like still trying to get to that, that third plate on bench because that's like a monumental thing. And here you are just crushing records and shit like that. So uh, I love I, yeah, it. I, did, I never thought about doing that. Too, too. I never thought about bench. I, I was just 
you know, benching heavy one day, and my coach, Coach Dez, came up to me. He was like, man, have you ever thought about competing? And I was like, competing? And he was like, powerlifting, like bench press only. I'm like, nah. He said, dude, with a little bit of strength training, you could break some records. So he's actually the one who noticed the noticed the talent. Um, and then just like, you know, yeah, we started, he started, you know, programming for me. And then, I, was, you know, my first meet, I, like, shattered the state record. And then I started, like, kind of, you know, getting gaining a little confidence, gaining a little confidence. And then, and then I seen 500 in my sights, and I was like, oh, it's like, okay, like, I could do this. Like, and then I started, you know, doing the the road to five, you know, hashtag road to 500. And then it was super cool because I didn't, I didn't realize how involved everyone was in, in my journey to 500, yeah. you know? Like, I would go out in Houston, and I would go to a club, and not knowing the bouncer, not the bouncer, like, hey, man, what's up, dog? Like, 500, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm like, okay, I got the city behind me on this one. So, like, it kind of. <laughs> It was cool, man. Like, you know, and then when I finally, you know, it took me six tries on the platform. I kept failing, kept failing, kept failing. I couldn't get the 500, man. I just, I don't know what it was on meet day. I just, I collapsed. I don't know. I felt like Eminem or something. Yeah. And then, and then finally on the sixth try, man, I ended up nailing it. And I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a chill pill from this powerlifter and go back to CrossFit for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I wanted to ask you, I didn't have that in my notes, but so you're, you're on that platform and you go to try try the record, you fail. Go to try the record, you fail. You fail. You don't get it up. You fail. You fail. You fail. In between mm-hmm. each one of those reps, what's going through your mind? Is it just like, well, got to get it next time? Or like, well, fuck, I don't well, know if nah, I can man, do this. It, it sucks because it takes, I mean, you got to think like every meet was like seven months out, six months away, four months away. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like in the same day. It was like I was getting ready for 500 and I'm like, I'm like, damn, dude, like maybe I'm not meant to, like I would do it in my gym. Eight, seven, like I would, I would, you know, I did it in the, my my home gym probably about seven or eight times, but going to platform, I don't know if it was my nerves, my yeah. diet, or what, I would, you know, fail at it. But man, I just, I got to thinking to myself, like, I mean, eventually I want kids, and I want them to be proud of their dad, like, you know, I want to be the the dad that my dad never was. Mm. So I want to just be, you know, I want them to realize, like, hey man, if you fall down five times, you get up a six time, you know. Yep. And I was like, well, if I, I can't. I can't, you know, I thought about giving up, to be honest with you, I thought about quitting. I was like, this is not worth it. I'm putting torture on my body. But then, that, you know, that thought right there just kept on resonating with me. And, and I was like, man, I, I got to give it one more go. And finally I nailed it, but I took it a lot more serious that sixth time than yeah. I did any other time. You know, talking to individuals like yourself and some other elite athletes that I've had on, I've noticed some patterns. And what happens is that the individual like yourself or some of the other athletes that I've had on, they start it for themselves but then they tie their goal to other people because it's so, for some reason, I don't know why it's so much easier to give up on yourself than it is to give up on somebody else. So tying that goal to your future children going, Hey, you know, I need them to see what I want them to be. You know, I think it's just so, so huge. So I just really, really love that. Oh yeah. And it it starts out, you're, you're right. It starts out like that. Like, I mean, I mean, I didn't start an Instagram to be an inspiration to everybody. I kind of started it because I was selfish and I just wanted to, you know, show off me, you know. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, I started competing because I, I like, I love competing. Like I'm a very competitive dude. Like I, I have to win in everything I do. Like I, I'll, it'll ruin my day if I lose it, like air hockey or something. <laughs> but, um, and then eventually, you know, then you start seeing that my, me, I started seeing like other adaptive athletes like start posting and being like, you know, you helped me come out of this rut and man you know like I, I'm, I'm 15 years in a chair never thought about working out till i seen your videos and then i had this like little girl bella and her dad like send me a video and he starts crying in it and talking about me yeah. and i'm like damn like i owe it to 
all these people, not just myself now, you know, and especially getting older, you start realizing that, you know, like what's really important not yeah. isn't important anymore, you know? Yeah, that's that type of email or that type of message that you got, that stuff just fuels you so so to the core. And that's one oh, of the yeah. reasons why I continue to do this podcast is you get a, a beautiful DM or you get um, someone saying that, you know, I, this podcast made me get off the couch. I, first time I've ever liked myself in a long time. You know, and you have yeah. people like you DMing or people DMing you and writing that stuff. It's just it's just people helping people is so powerful. And I just uh, I just I I it's my life's mission. So that's why I'm here talking to you. So that's cool, man. And honestly, I, I, it is, dude, like I want to inspire the world nowadays. Like, you know, my whole mission is like, I'm trying to get every cripple off their ass and working out. And I don't care what you're just dis- like. I started a run club in Houston or a push club because <laughs> I noticed everybody had a run club. And I was like, well, why aren't there any push clubs? Like, you know, I'm just trying to motivate the world at this point. So it's yeah. a lot. It, and it's fun, man. Like I have a great time doing it. You know, I love my job. Yeah, no, and it's people people like you that are so inspirational, but you know, it's not it's not just the fact because you have quote unquote a, a disability, but it's the mindset that you have. That's the thing that drew me to you is that you have this mindset of just nonstop, like a, non-stop not, gonna not gonna quit, no matter the adversity. And I think it's so powerful for able bodied people to take a look and go, Hey, there is no reason why I shouldn't be be out there, you know, and to use yeah. you at, as a um as a motivation, but then the mindset that you have and the awesome positivity and just never quit, oh, never yeah. give up. I just love it. I just, I can't stand, uh, I can't stand the thought of being stagnant, man. I really can't like it. it that'll drive me nuts. Like if I can't stand the thought of, of sitting and getting rusty, you know, like, I don't yeah. know, like it's just, it, it, it really like drives me. Like even when I, I, mean, I had a car wreck <clears throat> February 15th of uh, this year or last year. And then, uh, and I broke my sternum, tore oh. my or tore my tricep tendon and broke my elbow and had internal bleeding. Oh. And I remember that's like, yeah, I had it all over my Instagram and stuff. And then everybody was kind of like, it, it bugged me because everybody was kind of like to the point where they were like, okay, what's next? I'm like, what do y'all mean what's next? Like, I'm still going to do the same stuff as I was doing before, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And. That, that's when, like, I, I know it's like, okay, my mentality is a little bit different than everybody else's. Like, I got to notice and like, okay, I do think a little bit different. Uh, I think most people would have gave up at that point. And I'm like, no, this is just going to, like, I want to come back and win one of blues now, you know? For sure. For sure. Using that mentality, so there there are days, I used to ask this question, and I said it on the podcast before. Now I just know it's a stupid question. So okay. there's days that you don't want to go to the gym. There's mm-hmm. days where you don't, even though it's a passion of yours, it's it's your livelihood, um, you're extremely good at it. There's days when you don't want to go to the gym. What do yeah. you do during those days? What's going through your mind, and how do you overcome and push through and still go through? Because I can tell you that a lot of people, when that those like little thoughts come in, like, oh, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do the the workout, I don't want to do the the project or whatever, they just mm-hmm. end up quitting. So. What makes you get through, and how do you push through those days when you don't want to do it? Man, uh, you know, if I was to, if I would be completely honest and answer that question honestly, it would just be because I love it, dude. Like I seriously love, like I, I like I wish there was just like you know like something mm-hmm. I could tell like that's motivational and like get you, like you know something happened to me and I like oh you know I started working out, but I seriously just love pushing it to the limit dude like i like this working out shit a lot like i really do and it's a passion like it's yeah. a passion of mine. 
I have fun doing it. So like even on the days I don't feel like doing it, I always kind of feel like doing it because it, it really is like a passion of mine. Like, and I, and I want to get better. Yeah, and you know what I've noticed, and I've had this with this podcast, and not the podcast in its it, – it's just a medium. The mission is the thing that I'm so focused on, and so mm -hmm. I'll stay up until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning editing or, or writing a, a, a speech or a talk that I'm going to do because I love it. And every time I get feedback on the podcast or on a talk I do, I don't mm -hmm. look at it as negative. I look at it as, like, oh, okay, maybe I need to do that better. But I've never done that in anything other in my life. But because I don't think I've ever loved anything than yeah. what I'm doing right now. And when you're yeah, exactly, yeah, and then yeah, it's it's not work. It's not no. like yeah, it's like man, yeah. You start just like I, I mean, all the time I get like, damn, I really don't want to. I, I don't want to work out no more. And then, dude, like I mean, okay, ten minutes later, I'll be watching YouTube videos on like let's just say on Josh Bridges, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh fuck that, I'll go in the gym and start yeah. hitting it. You know, like I just like I can't get away from it and. If, if you can't get away from something, you would love it, man. Yeah, yeah. That that passion for all the listeners. I know it's sometimes difficult to find, but once you find that passion, you don't. Yes, there's going to be times where you know, in his in Zach's case, he doesn't want to go to the gym, but he pushes through. There's going to be times where I don't want to write or edit or something, but I push through because I love the outcome and I love what I'm doing. So it's just so so big. So thanks for talking about that. Yeah, and, and, and people get caught up in the results too much too, instead of the grind that goes along with it. Like enjoy that process, you know. That's huge. That's a really, really big takeaway. There is that realize that nothing <laughs> great ever happens overnight. They no. all, the reason why people no. love the lottery is because that's the one thing that happens. But having a, a physique like yours, or having strength like yours, or building a business, or having a good relationship with your significant other—all that stuff <clears throat> takes time. It does not yeah. happen overnight, and you have to realize that going in. So you're not deterred or or off put when things don't happen right away, and you're like, "Wait, where's all yeah. this stuff going on?" So yeah, this is oven baked, not microwaved. Yeah, um, yeah. I tell I tell all my clients that, and then it, it takes time. Like I just didn't, I didn't get like this overnight. But I mean, everybody sees it like that. But yeah, it's not like that at all. Been doing this since high school. Yeah, um, I have a question, and I mean it with the utmost respect, but I can only imagine that it's gone through your mind at least once or twice okay but ask away. do you do you ever have the what if uh thought processes of going in you know what if you had a uh, full um use of legs because you're oh, first of all yeah. hell uh, yeah if you all to all the listeners if you haven't looked him him up we'll put everything in the show notes but zach is jacked as f and you got a six five wingspan so you who knows how tall you would be you're athletic as it's hell benching 500 so what's and 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 be honest with you, man. And if I was if I was to to be honest, I'm I'm a way better wheelchair athlete than I am like a, a power a power athlete. Like I'm, I, I always want to know what I'd be like with legs, man. To be honest with you, and it's not even it's not me that that, that gets that curiosity sparked. It's like other people around me. Like I have a buddy who played like UH middle linebacker. Like so he was like, bro. I would hate to see what you would look like with some legs. Man. He said you would be a one hell of a white boy, you know. Just yeah. like yeah, just talk. And it makes me wonder, like, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I can catch, I can catch anything thrown at me. I don't know. So yeah, does that? It'd be fun when you um when you have those or when you did or do have those. What if? Does it get you down or is it just like it's so ingrained in your mentality? I can't do anything about it. So why think? Yeah, on it? I, I'm I've never been the type to worry about stuff I can't control. Yeah. Like I'm never, I don't know. I, I've, I've kind of 
that's one thing I'm glad about my mentality. I caught on in a real quick age is, is you know, this stuff that I couldn't control, I didn't let bother me, you know. I mean, at first I did because, I, I mean, kids are young and when you don't have legs, like it's hard to pick up chicks and stuff like that because, I mean, let's just face it, like kids, you know, other kids don't want the, the cripple kid. They want normal kid. You know, it right. until you get into the adulthood where girls, like, look past your disability and they're sure. like, oh, okay, he's cute, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, that was kind of weird at first, but, I mean, I got – and then when I started being myself and started getting out there and just being me more – Girls start coming to me. <laughs> yeah, when you're when you're 100 percent authentic, authentically you, regardless of what that you is, somebody's going to be attractive. It's yeah. when you start to put on airs or you start to be self-deprecating or try to, you know, hide your light or hide your your yourself, then people get turned off. But just be you, be out there, be weird, be crazy, do whatever you need to do, and somebody will be attracted to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm guessing that you need maybe all of one leg in order to beat Matt Frazier. <laughs> no, no, that dude is sick, man. Uh, was, yeah, no, I, I doubt it. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to give him a run for his money. Yeah. I mean, if he ever, if he ever lost his legs, I guess we'd find out. So I need to like cut his brakes or something. I'm just playing. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. What made you get into CrossFit? Cause you played football growing up in high school. And you, so what, what made you transfer or transfer into CrossFit? What drew you to, to that sport? Oh man, it kind of, it fell in my lap. A buddy of mine, one of my best friends today is, uh, Angel Gonzalez. He owns a CrossFit gym. He's actually in a wheelchair. His wife, uh, his wife, Jackie is like, a like a crippled activist. Like, you know, she's, she's like, she tries to get, you know, everybody in wheelchairs like up and at them and moving, you know? Yeah. And she knew I worked out a lot, but I was just your typical meathead. Like, I was just your, you know, back on Tuesday, chest on Monday type of guy. <laughs> and she was like, hey, we got this CrossFit competition coming up for Strictly Wheelchairs. And I was like, what the hell's CrossFit, you know? And she was like, just YouTube it and start, you know, start looking it up and stuff like that. Yeah. And I did. And I was like, okay, this, I, I can do this. Like, it's kind of, I thought it was kind of stupid at first, to be honest. I was like, these dudes are doing pull-ups so like weird looking i don't even know what there's a dolphin pull up i don't i don't ever know you know <laughs> right but i went and tried it out and i went and tried it out and then honestly uh, i won it I, I won the whole thing and then i fell in love with it like man it was just it was a lot of fun you know just a party the place was bumping had a dj and the workouts were intense and i'm and and at the time i was going through like a real boring phase of my workouts where i was getting kind of like tired of them anyways so crossfit kind of like you know reamped me into the fitness game and Gave me, gave me something to like strive for a little bit, you know, because I mean, that was right after high school, so I couldn't play football anymore. Right. And uh, I needed to be competitive in something. And yeah, CrossFit was it. Yeah. And then eventually yeah. it's going to your sports. Cro CrossFit, so the gym that I go to is kind of a two, two part gym. One where I do uh, train Muay Thai, and then the other one is he hates it. He doesn't like to use this word, but it's a CrossFit gym, but he just incorporates a lot more function. Um, it's, che it's cheaper. It's cheaper not to say that. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. It's way cheaper to say functional fitness. Yeah. <laughs> well, for like licensings and stuff like that or what? Yeah, man. CrossFit charges 5,000 a year for a affiliate fee for, to even say like you're doing CrossFit in your gym. Gotcha. Gotcha. But uh, at the Jake at the Shambaway, your your way's awesome. It kills me every time. But what I was going to say is those workouts are just. It's one of the few times in my life between that and then Muay Thai where you are just drained at the end of it. 
you know, it's so common just for me to just flop on the floor and just like sit there and the next class is coming in. You know, I go at 5 a.m. So the next class is coming in at six and I'm like, just give me a minute or just push me over to the side because it just pushes you to the limit, which I just love. I just freaking well, love it. That's a good feeling, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like people, the people that have it together, you know, mentally are up here the most are people that push, that push themselves like to that point in the gym every day. Yeah. That's the one you know? thing. That's the one thing with physical activity like CrossFit or, or anything, any sort of physical activity. It can even be yoga. If you push yourself past that point when you don't want to do it or when you don't think you can do that last rep, that doing that more and more, that becomes a habit. And once you, once you start to develop that habit of, hey, I don't want to do it, but it's the right thing to do, it's like a mental curl or a mental press. And then you all of a sudden you do it day after day, month after month, year after year. Then you end up having somebody like yourself that has a virtual iron will and doesn't take no for an answer, figures out a way and pushes through and overcomes every single perceived a- adversity that they can have. But it's a it's a habit of trying to do that. And I think athletics and and CrossFit and you know working out is the one way where you can do that more consistently and more honestly. And and yeah, that is true. Yeah, you're right. And procrastination sucks. Like I don't know, I, I can't stand procrastination, man. Yeah. It's like, oh god, dude, I hate I hate the thought of even me procrastinating. Like, oh, for instance, like I'll, I'll pull up to the house and you know just. I got my wheelchair in the back of the truck. Some days I am drained. I don't feel like getting this wheelchair out of the back of my truck. You know? Yeah. So I'm just like sitting there and like waiting for a minute. And I'm like, who the hell am I sitting here like this, dude? I just you know get to get my wheelchair out. But man, like some days I got my days too. I'm not a machine. Yeah. You know, yeah. one thing with with CrossFit, I wanted to ask you this. So I like all sports: basketball, football. It doesn't make a difference. Anything sports I like. But yeah, CrossFit yeah. is the only sport that when you watch it on TV. The person coming in last place, and I'm talking like dead, dead, dead last place in an event, gets more cheers than the Matt Frazier's or the Toonies that cross the line. Why do you Why do you think that is? I personally love it, but why do you think that that is? Because, like, okay, I think it's because like people people can relate so well to what you're going through. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying like like you can, I mean, you can. I can't just I can't jump in an NBA game and and understand what they're going through, but I could easily load a barbell to ninety five pounds and you know feel the exact feeling that what they're going through, you know. So when they're so when when people see that you know you're giving everything you got, and and it's it's a party, man. Everybody loves everybody. It is a cult. I don't care what anybody says. CrossFit's <laughs> a little mini cult, man. And everybody loves one another. And everybody wants the best for one. Like if you compete against somebody. Like you want them to do good no matter what. Like yeah. even the guy who beat me at Waterpalooza, I want him to come in better than last year because I want to beat him at his best. You know? Yeah, so I I'm think you root for him. Yeah, I think you said something something there that is so true, is that when we see individuals doing their best or giving it their all, mm-hmm. we instinctively as human beings root for that person that's yeah, why get behind that person yes. you're gonna get behind whoever you see give a hundred yeah you know? so when you're giving when you're doing your best i've been on this this kick this mental kick of that line always do your best in everything you do whether it be at the gym whether it be in relationships whether it be washing the dishes stretching give it your all and that's why people connect with the rudy's the rockies the last guy in in, in crossfit or forrest gum you know, everyone's giving it their all, and you can't do anything but applaud that person when you know they're giving it at all. That's just like man or or girl, you are you are 
out there and you are killing it right now. And I love seeing that. And I think everybody loves seeing that, that uh, give it your all type of stuff. So it's so cool. It is. And it's, it's also, I mean, I mean, it's easy. It really is easy to get behind somebody that, that you can see that's just pushing the limits. And it's easy to like, you know, like look past somebody who you, who you don't think is, you know? Yep. One thing that you've had to deal with probably a lot more than the average individual is when you enter a room, all eyes are on you. It's just, mm-hmm. it's part of the, part of the deal. And so I wanted to ask you, you, you seem very outgoing in, in your posts on your Instagram. You have an amazing feed, a great following, great engagement. You seem very outgoing. Was that something you had to cultivate or is that something that you notice or you realize like, Hey, every time I enter a room, I know eyes are going to be on me. Does that bother you? Or did you, how that, how does that work for you? Yeah, I feel like you kind of like train train yourself to be like personable and and to be like you know like like likable, I guess, especially in like wheelchairs, uh, because I mean all eyes are going going back to like the, the old days. You know, girls wouldn't girls wouldn't like automatically look at you and think you're cute, but if you got them to laugh and show your personality a little bit, then they would think you're cute. You know, so I got to be. I got to learn how to be personable a little bit more, a little bit more funny, yeah. and stuff like that. And then it, it, and then when I became an adult, I still had those traits. And then I started getting attention from people, and then it kind of, you know, worked itself out to where I, I knew how to like handle myself. And but I mean, some days you don't want it, dude. Like right. some days I don't want the stairs. To be honest with you, like it's just you know, like you know, you could be having a bad day, going to Walmart, whatever it may be, and then you'll have all eyes on you. I mean, everybody's going to look at the Legos dude in the wheelchair that has biceps for days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I would too, you know, but I mean, it's just like, are you, are you looking? Cause are you looking? Cause um, I'm swole or are you looking? Cause I'm in a wheelchair. Are you looking? And it's kind of weird. You kind of get like mixed vibes from it. Yeah. And so, then, and then, and you'll see people staring and they stare for, for, for forever. They don't just look, they like stare for real. And then you start kind of getting irritated. Sure. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, I don't even see that anymore. To be honest with you, people like people with me see it more than I do. Like, uh, like the the chick I, I, I'm dating now, she sees it and she's like, uh, "Take a picture, it'll last long." You know, she gets pissed. I'm like, oh, <laughs> "Stop doing that!" So you know, like, I was like, "Man, we're going to get it no matter what." You know, I try to tell her like, like people are curious and it's going to happen. I was like, "Just do your best to eat it up and enjoy it. Like, realize that you have the room for a split second and own it." You know? Yeah. Yeah, because, that, I mean, you can't own it, and then once you do own it, then then I mean, you got all the attention on you. Uh, like I, I tell everybody, just whatever you do, do it with confidence, man. If you're gonna if you're gonna roll into a room, roll into it with your chin up and your chest out. Yeah. You know, you said something while we're kind of on that topic. You said something in a interview that I wanted to kind of get some clarification, clarification, or wanted to get your thought process behind. That if you had the opportunity or option to have legs, that you may not want that because you've because you you have this is all, all you know and you're so ha- happy with that is that did I get that correct or did I hear hear that yeah properly? no 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 yeah yeah you, you nailed it um and it, I mean if I had the choice to have them now I I don't think I would now I've been like this for 30 years and like I'm I'm one happy individual like I don't have a I, I don't I don't really have that many bad days to be honest with you I'm not I'll, I'll sacrifice I, I mean if it came down to it I'll sacrifice myself being like this and a little like different than I would somebody else being like this. Cause I know I can handle it better than anybody else. And I have fun doing it, you know? Yeah. And, and I, and I, and, and I was got like, I'm, I'm inspiring the world, man. And yeah, it's, you are. it's, it's a good feeling. It really is. Like it's, it's awesome when people reach out, tell them, telling me that I made a difference in their life just by working out in the wheelchair. So 
I just wish people could, I wish I could take your mentality and put it in everybody and myself included because, you know, we get so wrapped up in our day-to-day stuff and we think, oh my God, the world's coming, coming apart. But mm-hmm. you have that overcome mentality and you're like, hey, this is it. No big deal. Let's figure it out. I just, I wish more of us and myself yeah. had it. So. That get, get better mentality. I always want to get better. No matter what situation you're in, I feel like you could always get better, you know? Yep. Yep. And whether that be or that be physical, ment- mental, like I read a book every nine days. Like I try to keep my mental game just as sharp as my physical game. You know, like I, I just want to, I want to be better at whatever I ha- I have passion for. Yeah. How do you? I'm so I'm a massive reader as well. Uh, how do you read a book every nine days? Do you have a uh, system or a morning ritual? How do you how do you get yeah. through that? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't read, but probably an hour a day, not even sometimes, and I'll, I'll get through a whole book like that usually in about, about a little over a week. Okay. Yeah, I have I have like one hour out the one hour out my morning. I just I drink two cups of coffee every morning before mm-hmm. breakfast, and during those two cups of coffee, I'm either reading or I'll be live on Instagram. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah, I but, but I love reading. I'd rather read than I don't have cable at my house or anything. Okay. So, yeah, it's kind of the only resort, you know. What are you reading right now? I'm reading uh, "What's Your Why," or start with why. Sorry, start with why by uh, Simon. Uh, let me see. It's right here in my backpack. I got it. Ah, he's got it with him. It's a good book, though. It really is. I mean, it's, it's got some good stuff. My my favorite book I ever read was uh, The Dark Net. Have you ever read it? No. No, I'm going to take... Man, it's pretty much about, like, you know, what is, like, what is, like, the black market and, like, like you know, how it messes people, how it messes up people's lives and all this other stuff, what you can do. It's just creepy. It's weird. But, man, it's, it'll keep you engaged in it for a long time. Yeah. Great book. I suggest you read it. What are you reading right now? I am re- reading. I'm actually rereading a book that I read, but I just loved it. And it's been uh, about a year, year or so since I've uh, read it. But it's called um, You Are the Placebo by, doc- by Dr. Dispenza. And it's all about... He's a, a full-fledged medical doctor, and it's all about the placebo effect. And he goes – it's so cool because he goes like study – chapter by chapter, study by study, realizing how powerful that the mind is, that with that power of the belief that anything is – pretty much anything is literally possible. The chapter that I just read is they took two groups of 80-year-old individuals, and they put one group in a – spot where it reminded them all of it was like a campus all of like their their childhood so i don't know how old they are in childhood so back in the 40s or whatever so they put the 40s cars their type of you know toys they had and everything like that and then the other group they had just go about their their normal day and what they realized after two months the 80 year old group being more playful being um kind of reminded of their youth their heart rate actually got better their cholesterol dropped their blood pressure reduced they actually were physically like younger than the group that was just going about about their all day, every day type of stuff. So it's just a really, really cool book on the power of the really? mind and what it can do. Yeah, it is that so cool. That is badass, man. Yeah, that's super cool. I believe that. Yeah, you're as young as you feel. Yeah, the other, the other, the amazing one, and I've probably said it on the podcast before, is that they took twenty people that needed ACL surgery. And they took them all into the, the doctor's office, and they gave them the, the anesthesia, all that type of stuff. And on 10 of them, they did the ACL surgery and did the rehab, all that other stuff. And then on the other 10, they cut the knee, but just like they cut the knee like they would, but didn't do any surgery. So didn't repay, repair the ACL, but stitched it up and then did the rehab just like the others did and all that. 
and all the training and, and uh, get back to normal, what they realized is that the people that had, did not have the surgery actually ended up healing themselves just through the power of the mind, even though they didn't have the surgery to put the ACL together. They just went through the motion, so they didn't know that they didn't, but their mind went, yep, I had the surgery, so my ACL's getting better, and then pl they're playing basketball, running, jumping, all that type of stuff. So it's just the power of the mind is phenomenally strong. It's so yeah, so cool. I just need to start believing I'll grow a toe. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, that's, hopefully I'll get a toenail going out, and I'll start freaking out. Awesome, awesome. Well, brother, I know you're a busy man, and I know we're riding it. Um, cruising up on time i do have one more question or two more questions for you but before we do that where can everybody find you what do you got going on um all that jazz oh uh you can find me uh at pitbull rule on instagram the pitbull and my last name r-u-h-l not really too much i'm gonna be i'm gonna be uh traveling the world doing some speaking gigs uh coming up in the near future i will be in germany soon so watch out germany coming for you yeah and that's about it man i want i want to take time out to tell you like thank you no, appreciate it. Thank you. So, can people hire you to speak? Do they just go to your website, or they can just DM you, or what? Are they, if yeah, they yeah, want you to yeah. come uh, to their my, my email, uh, pitbullrule at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, for all booking emphasis, um, go over there and hit me up, and we'll get started. Okay, cool. Then, last question, and I think this is a blanket question for everybody. So, someone comes, someone comes up to you. And they're going through some sort of adversity, whether it's a relationship adversity, trying to get the promotion, trying to start a business, physical adversity, whatever it is. What would you? What advice would you give them in order to overcome and push through? Stay busy. Stay busy. Keep your faith in God. And a year from now, you won't even have this thought in your mind. Nice. Well, Zach, you are jacked as hell. I wish I, I could bench half the half the um, weight that you do. You're inspiring. You're an awesome, awesome human being. But I just I love your mentality. I love your mindset. I love that you're so open and, and transparent. Thank you for sharing. And everybody, look at him anytime you want to feel good about about yourself. Listen to him speak on his on his channel, and uh, definitely will will get you up off the couch and get get going. So, brother, I just really really appreciate your time. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Have a good one. All right. See ya.